0: From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 17th, 2023, from James Island. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a look at the House Budget Debate Slugfest, which was similar in some ways to the one for the $1.3 billion incentives package for Scout Motors, which is now sitting on the governor's desk awaiting his signature we dive deep into these political debates it's a hefty episode folks because we're giving you the debate and sound bites that no one else is because i want y'all to understand what happens in the statehouse. also a little programming note come out and see us for our first live taping event of 2023 at kite hill brewing in clemson that's right april 13th that's a thursday at 6 p.m we would love to see you we're doing a live taping at kite hill brewing You can find out all the details at SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. You can also RSVP there. It's free, but we want to know how many folks are coming because we got plenty of swag for you. That's Kite Hill Brewing, April 13th at 6 p.m. Trust me, you're going to want to RSVP. And if you want us to come to your neck of the woods, let us know. You can do that by calling 803-563-7169. We're really trying to touch all four corners of the state and in between. And we need to know where to go. That's why we have a voicemail box set up so we can hear from you guys about things like that, as well as your daily life, your hot takes, and just what's on your mind. How are we doing? First week down from daylight saving time. I know it was rough for me. We'll have more in the wind down. 803-563-7169. Oh, yeah.
1: Disgusting!
0: <laughs> Play that smooth jazz, A.T. The South Carolina House of Representatives passed its $14 billion budget on Wednesday after some starts and stops, shouts and shade that pushed the limits of decorum in the chamber. The budget debate had become a fairly muted affair over the years, with amendments and requests worked out behind the scenes with budget staffers and leadership. But this year, there were, at times, moments of existential questions, confusion, and seemingly obstruction on the grounds of freedom, a word whose definition has been evolving in the House these days. Simply put, it was Washington and Columbia at times. Weeks of small battles through amendments and roll call votes in the name of the far-right Freedom Caucus that is comprised of some 20 members at any given moment led to the bigger battle and the ongoing war within the fractured Republican Party. In the end, the lawmaking process prevailed despite the House Freedom Caucus' failed attempts to circumvent it by using the budget to legislate complex issues. Instead, a bill dealing with the group's concerns posed by diversity, equity, and inclusion measures in use at institutions of higher education will be crafted and go through the proper legislative process. But I've gone ahead of myself and already told you the ending, so let's go back to the beginning of the budget debate, specifically the five and a half hours of it on Monday alone. While things were moving along on the budget that increases pay for teachers, state employees, and law enforcement officials— as well as freezes college tuition and sends hundreds of millions of additional dollars to improve roads and bridges, reduce income taxes, boosts maintenance and infrastructure for public colleges and universities, as well as tech schools, and increases reserves, among many other things, there were snags, specifically when it came to members of the House Freedom Caucus, debates centered around diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, efforts that are incorporated into colleges and universities across the state but removing funding based on such efforts is not straightforward. Such things aren't clearly defined in the budget and are complex, including several state and federal laws dealing with similar matters. Nevertheless, the House Freedom Caucus leader, Representative Adam Morgan, and others within his caucus attempted to tackle what they see as a problem.
2: And maybe now I can give a little more explanation for why we should care about the funding that is currently being used out of the state taxpayer money um, being used to expand DEI training mandates uh, on students, faculty, and even uh, in the curriculum. Last week, I was going on to uh, a radio interview, and right before me, The chairman of the Republican Party, Drew McKissick, got on, and he was talking about major issues that we face in South Carolina, and he stated, we've got to get DEI out of the colleges and universities. He is speaking uh, for a large group of people in South Carolina, he's of course speaking for Republicans, but this issue goes far beyond Republicans. Several legislators requested research to ask the colleges and universities to tell us the amount that they are currently spending on DEI issues. Salary, operating, training, etc. What came back was we discovered that currently our colleges and universities are spending $7.8 million of taxpayer money on DEI. Now maybe, maybe you don't know what DEI is. Why should it inform you? I'll try to go quickly. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's actually a relatively new term. As a current, I believe she's a junior, uh, told me, uh, this, this, I wanna quote her directly, something to the effect of, this ain't your parents' diversity training. Because when they were in school, that meant something different. It was trying to do values that we all promote and that we all uh, should agree upon. Because diversity, actually, is a good thing. Equality is a good thing. Equity sounds good. We'll get there in a second. Inclusion is a good thing. The problem is, when you combine these three together, uh, it, it, it means something very different. It has a very definite meaning these days. Equity specifically is just blatantly bad on its face. It is not an American value. It is the equality of outcomes, which that's not American. We have equality of opportunity. Outcome happens based on merit and a whole lot of other things.
0: A long clip there, but I really wanted to give you substantial context as they see it for an issue that will often be discussed. But immediately, the confusion and questions arose, including this one from Republican leader Davy Hyatt. If this amendment were to pass,
3: we're, we're just telling Senator we're going to cut your budget 128 807. So if they decide to cut 128,807 out of something else and leave DEI in, according to your words, they can do that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, you're, you're right. And by the way, next budget, hopefully we do the exact same thing.
0: Lexington Republican Micah Kasky, who over the past few weeks has tangled with the House Freedom Caucus, took to the well and expounded upon the ramifications of such a broad approach. And then it devolves as the tensions in the chamber flare and how Speaker Merle Smith has to referee things as they go off the rails. Take a listen.
4: I urge you as we get through this amendment and then the next, you should have in your mind and perhaps our speakers will tell us, how many scholarships are we gonna lose? What federal funding are we gonna lose? How does this impact our accreditation? And if they're not prepared to tell you that with specificity, then I would urge you to reject this unserious joke.
5: Mr. Kasky, you really accept questions.
4: Oh, Mr. Speaker, I can think of nothing I would rather do than entertain questions.
5: All right, well, Mr. Burns is going to entertain you with a question. Mr. Burns. All right.
6: Uh Do you know the problem I have with what's going on in here today, with my colleague here comes up and does his shot, when, you don't, when some of you don't like what he does, you get really personal and say it's a really crappy job, do you know? Yes, and I definitely I take definitely offense know. for that. you all doing that because never in this chamber in the 10 years that I've been here has anybody been mistreated like that till now. And we're allowing this to go on. And, Mr. Burns, and I'm Mr. standing up against it. No, no, Mr. Burns,
5: <laughs> suspend, please, sir. If there's a question, ask it. And no clapping, guys. I've said that when we were doing it earlier. Now, let's we're going to maintain decorum. It's getting out of order here, and I'm going to call the sergeants down if we're going to do this now. Mr. Burns, ask a question. And what's your question? You have a question?
6: Do you know? Do you know that I am upset that we've let it get to this point in this right, chamber? That's not a
5: question. Suspend, Mr. Burns. That's not a question. Decorum is about to be violated. Now, if you have a question, ask it, but move on from that right there.
6: May I ask you a question?
5: No, sir. You can, you can make a parliamentary inquiry. If you want to make a parliamentary inquiry... I
6: don't know the do rule that. number to do that with it. and Mr. Pope said we had to have a rule number to do that. So,
0: But things didn't stop there. Freshman Republican Joe White of Prosperity then got up to ask Caskey questions, which is all you can do when someone is at the well speaking. However, things didn't go that way. And once again, Speaker Smith had to play kindergarten cop. Mr. Caskey, do you know that in 1964...
4: No. Wherever you're going, I don't know.
3: (laughs) That was real funny. Thank you. Do you know that in 1964, I sold cans of Goldwater to campaign for Barry Goldwater for president of the United States? Did you know that? I, I did not. Did you know that in 2012, I spent two weeks in Pennsylvania campaigning for McCain and Palin? As a Republican in 2012, on my dime, I went to Pennsylvania to campaign for them for two weeks. Did you know that?
4: I did not know that, and I am certainly looking forward to the relevance of that to this budget amendment.
3: The relevance of that, if, if I may respond to that question, well, is that you question. just accused me of not being All right, a Mr. Republican.
5: Mr. Right, okay. Did body. you know right, that White. I— suspend. Now, guys, this is getting out of control, it's getting personal. And that's not what we're going to tolerate up here, okay? Now, the next person that takes this thing personal, we're going to, we're going to exercise our, our roles under here, okay? Mr. Caskey and Mr. White, Mr. Burns, let's all just take it, tone down the temperature here. This, I understand this is a, a debate to which a lot of people are passionate, but we are making this personal, and that is not what we do over here.
0: Smith then called for a two-minute cool-down period, which lasted about six minutes. And upon their return, he read the rules for decorum, which basically says you don't just stand up and start speaking about what you feel like unless it's relevant to what's happening and it's in the form of a question. Nevertheless, the wheels came off again, and you can hear Speaker Smith begging for common sense here with White, who speaks over him at times. I asked the question earlier, did you know?
5: Mister, Mr. White, this is not, again, I'm trying no, to. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going mean, to say I anything. I just read the decorum I'm, rule, Mr. White. I just read the decorum rule. Yes, we sir. we got I'm, to have, if you want. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm have, not.
3: I'm, I'm the only question I have is, you know, I was just asking a question because I felt like that.
5: Mr. White, that's yes, not sir, a question. I won't ask a question White, then, thank look, you. I'm trying my best, please, Mr. White. Uh, I I just read the rule, and it says you got to ask a question, and, and I'm trying my best to enforce the rules impartially and to everybody, so if you have a question, do you have a question? No, sir. Okay.
0: Later on in the debate, Somerville Republican Gil Gatch got to the crux of the matter and asked Spartanburg Republican Josiah Magnuson, who was proposing a similar amendment to Nick's certain funding for Clemson University, if this was all for future attack ads.
4: My question to you was a simple yes-no question. If you want to uh, expound on it, that's fine. Are you going to use this type of amendment in the tabling motion and the votes to campaign against people in their districts about diversity uh, and inclusion and equity training?
2: So, thank you, Representative Gatch. So, it's hard to know how to respond to something like that. Yes or no. Because it is... Not relevant to the issue, but for the record, I have never campaigned against anyone in this chamber that I'm aware of. I can't think of a time.
0: Not a real answer there, not a real definite answer there, especially when a member of the Freedom Caucus runs a political consulting shop that has primaried fellow Republicans before. But House Minority Leader Todd Rutherford spoke from the well and called out just how complex this issue is and how it can't just be resolved by stripping money here or eliminating positions there. Here's Rutherford.
7: Tell me how you got up and misled this body to believe that somehow by passing this amendment, Mr. Burns, that we're doing a good thing. Because even speakers on my side talked about race. This ain't race. This is Title Seven, Title IX, students with disabilities, veterans, all those things that they get federal money, that schools get federal money in order to deal with. And by the way... You heard a lot about taxpayer dollars, and these are state-supported institutions. Well, I guarantee you he didn't go to the other meeting because he would have learned that the University of South Carolina gets about 8% of their funding from this state, 8%. And with that 8% comes all these shoestrings. One of them is they have to risk SACS accreditation to try and abide by what is commonly referred to as DEI. Well, how much does Clemson get of state-supported funds? The answer is certainly too much, but it really is about 9%. Nine percent. Now, I don't know what the Citadel gets, but it was said earlier, those kids that don't like what they're teaching can use their feet and go somewhere else. They don't have to sit in that classroom because although some in this room may not have attended college and there's nothing wrong with that. What you may not know is that when you enter a classroom, you can then drop the course if you don't like it. If the teacher is teaching something that you don't like, you don't have to take the course.
0: The House around eleven forty five Monday evening passed the first part of the budget, which includes line item funding for state agencies. On Tuesday, lawmakers returned to take up part one B of the budget which involves proviso funding, which is items for agencies and other initiatives that are funded for just one year, but typically change annually. You may remember that teaching critical race theory, which is not taught in K-12 schools in our state, has nevertheless been outlawed for two years now because it has been passed in proviso form. Everyone was expecting another long day, but a deal had been struck, and similar amendments were then pulled down. House Education Committee Chairwoman Shannon Erickson took the well and said the DEI issue will be looked into in the appropriate way, through committee.
5: This particular subject touches on Title IX, 7, and ADA. If you know anything about law, you know that those are very large pieces of law that touch many lives, many areas of our lives. Um, it's not a simple task to decide how they are integrated throughout the system of government.
0: So, in the end, the Freedom Caucus gained traction on what seems to be the CRT issue of higher ed, even though you heard from multiple people that it's not that. Expect a hearing on that matter in the future. In fact, the only amendment really worth noting that was passed during the budget was authored by freshman Columbia Democratic Representative Heather Bauer, who called for Embattled Comptroller General Richard Ekstrom's $151,000 salary be reduced to $1. The measure passed to 104 to 7 in a symbolic move. We'll have more on Ekstrom's problems in Tuesday's episode. Now, the $14 billion House budget passed Tuesday by a vote of 108 to 11 and was sent to the Senate on Wednesday by voice vote. House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Bruce Bannister of Greenville spoke after the vote about the passage of his first budget and the consternation involved.
6: Uh, So for those, a lot of people don't wanna do legislative work. They wanna just make a splash and the best place to do that, if you just want a headline, is in the budget. So I think the majority of the members, uh, Republicans and Democrats, believe that if you want to do something to address an issue, you should do that in legislation, it should be vetted, it should go through the the legislative process. Uh, Those folks who just wanted a chance to go to the microphone and talk about a hot button issue that they saw online or in the press, um, I think the majority of the members understand that the way to do it is to introduce legislation. And that's really how we push back on all those issues.
0: Democrats also applauded the substantial pay raises included in the budget. Orangeburg Democratic Representative Gilda Cobb Hunter, who is the highest ranking member of the House Ways and Means Committee, thanked Bannister and even Representative Josiah Magnuson, who pledged support for raises in next year's budget.
7: What we want to do as House Democrats is to make sure that next year we work on the issue that we've not dealt with when it comes to state employee raises. And that is, of course, for our retirees. We have a lot of state employees who retired back in the day when we were not doing just for them and their pay. And so we recognize that with inflation, cost of living, and everything else, for our retirees in particular, we need to do something for them.
0: Now, before all of that budget debate, I should say that the chamber was kind of primed and hot and heavy in a sense thanks to the debate over the $1.3 billion Scout Motors incentive package, which like I said, got heated. The incentive package includes things like an interchange to the site on Interstate 77, road improvements around the future facility in Blythewood, a railroad bridge to the 1,100 acre site, a $25 million training center owned by Midlands Tech, and other infrastructure improvements. In fact, all this is to help the 4,000 jobs that have already been announced and the $2 billion investment, which could double in the years ahead. The House passed the package on Monday, and the Senate sent it back to the House later in the week, which then approved it and sent it to the governor on Wednesday. But let's start off Monday in the House with freshman Lexington Republican Jay Akeel Martin and his concerns over the incentive package.
1: House Bill 4088. Um... Thank you once again for giving me an opportunity to speak on something I ran against, and that's this crony capitalism. If somebody asked me what crony capitalism, I would just hand them 4088. What are we doing? I've opened many small businesses, and I know you have to spend money to make money, but I wasn't spending other people's money. There's no accountability. How nice of you to give away other people's money. Remember the Carolina Panthers debacle? Remember V.C. Summer? Do you remember Solyndra? Stop picking winners and losers.
0: Other House Freedom Caucus members spoke an objection to the bill, but many did not take questions, which prompted Lexington Republican, Mike Kasky, to take the well.
4: Well, I just had, had some questions. And yet again, for all of the wild gesticulations about wanting debate, We have a group of people who won't answer questions. Who won't answer questions? They won't take any questions. In fact, they won't even ask questions, because what they didn't tell you as they read the speech that was prepared for them, what they wouldn't tell you is that they didn't attend any of the meetings with Commerce. When Commerce made themselves available, they didn't go. They didn't have any separate meetings with the Department of Commerce to ask questions. So instead, they picked up their handy dandy bingo cards and they gave you Green New Deal, crony capitalism, ESG, DEI, WOKE, boondoggle, social credit scores, drag queens, small businesses in China. (laughs) You've got bingo there. appears the only thing they left out were Jewish space lasers.
0: Now, I know you're getting triggered again thinking, oh my god, Gavin, didn't you just play me 10 minutes of this debate? To which I say, yes, I did. Also, I've distilled 20-some hours of this into this podcast because I didn't want to experience all this by myself. And I know you're too busy doing other things. Understandably, hey, this is my life. It doesn't have to be yours. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. But Taylor's Republican, Adam Morgan, returned to the well to explain his concerns on what he calls corporate welfare.
2: If you are, don't care that much about it, fine. But I love the bingo card analogy. I actually chuckled. You know, the way that was referenced was, we're doing a bingo to try to say, oh, see, I'm, I'm a fighter. In, in my mind, I imagine that bingo card sitting here going, should or should I not vote for, vote for this bill? Pushing ESGs? Ooh, yikes. Corporate welfare? don't out money to a private company? Picking winners and losers, as another member said up here, this is only available to this one company. Not everybody else is getting this. $1.3 billion, $400 million of which is cash, which is insane. And by the way, BMW didn't get that. This is five times the amount of any product we've done before. It's a lot of bingo checks for why this isn't a great idea, in my opinion. In my constituents' opinion which is why I'm voting against this bill. Yes,
0: there were valid concerns raised over incentives and money, especially when we look back and see how money has been spent on things like the Carolina Panthers deal that fell through and the loosened laws for the failed VC summer plant boondoggle. But Charleston Democrat Leon Stavrinakis made this closing argument on why the deal, which is typical across the country for such huge projects, was worth it.
8: Folks, This is a grand slam for South Carolina, and if it doesn't work out, we don't lose anything. We don't lose anything. We get our money back. And guess what? This is the last thing I'll say. All that is phase one. We don't pay anything extra for phase two, and it's gonna be billions more and tens of thousands of jobs more. So to everyone out there listening, don't be fooled by these ideological, extremists they want you to think that we're selling you out, we're giving anything away. they got to earn it, and the return is going to be jobs that pay people like you back home nearly $100,000 a year on average. There'll be plenty more than that. Let's vote. Let's approve this, and I, want, I would just want to say one more thing. thankfully, We have real and serious leaders in this state that know how to make this stuff happen for the people of South Carolina. Thankfully, and you're going to see on the board, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am, that all that noise is going to lose and the people of South Carolina are the ones
0: that are going to win. Like I said, the bill now heads to the governor's desk for his signature. And on the way out, just one more thing, please. I hey, Please just listen. I know one more thing before the wind down, your favorite part. I get it. On Thursday, the Senate voted 20 to 20 and failed to put Beaufort Republican Senator Tom Davis's conservatively written medical marijuana bill on special order. That's when a bill gets priority on the Senate calendar for debate. A similar bill passed the Senate last year by a vote of 28 to 15. But it was shot down in the House over a technicality before what was expected to be a lengthy debate. Despite the setback, Davis still expects the bill to come up for debate next week in the Senate and said he expects the votes are also there in the House to pass the bill. We're halfway through the legislative session and crossover is seven legislative days away. Play that beautiful bean footage. no more beam footage that's enough thank you welcome to the wind down section our little break from the news oh we're so glad you're here we're so happy that you're here it's our time to talk it's our time to talk about things that don't Mm. matter Mm. and then also the hard hitting things Mm. isn't
1: that right AT some of the Mm. biggest deals are settled right here in the wind down section this is, this is where we tear off the Band-Aid, Ouch. get to the bottom of it, mm. okay? And mm-hmm. this is where we solve the world's problems. If right more here. people listen to this, people would get along a lot easier, okay? That's correct. That's correct, A.T. Shire. Lead producer, A.T. Shire, Thank folks. Thank you. Yes, the, the, the post-intro. Thank you. World
0: <laughs> diplomat, yes.
1: Yes. I have solved many countries' problems. The ones that still have problems, they just haven't called yet. Then we got a call. 803 um, 567 I'm on retainer. In a lot of different places, yeah, you <laughs> got a call eighty three fifty six three seventy one sixty nine it's all there, <laughs> anyway, Gavin, we got a nice call. we got a nice little call from a new caller, so huh. are you ready this it's and it's, it's they have a job that we haven't heard from yet, so very oh. interesting, very fun, so cool. you ready, yes, please, cool, yes, please, neat words,
9: <laughs> hey, Gavin, and a t staying elephant Lawrence, just checking in with everybody. I can save this for when it's relevant, but We always know that it's infrastructure week constantly. And as people get to driving through these work zones as we're improving the state's roads, I want people to give a thought to the truck drivers like myself that are out here trying to keep this economy moving. It takes a lot of room for these trucks to stop. And we all know what uh, Gavin's brakes were like. Trucks' brakes are very similar. you got a Rube Goldberg machine that puts air going through 50 feet of tubing to try to stop 80,000 pounds of uh, material. And sometimes we're going to have a big space in between us and the next vehicle just so that we have an opportunity to stop and not uh, harm somebody. Whenever somebody zips in between those, it just makes it slow us down, and it slows everybody behind us down. You're contributing to the problem If you zip in front of a commercial vehicle, the tip I try to give everybody is when you look in your uh, rear view mirror, look for the light on the top of the truck and you have got a pretty safe space to get through there and not risk being rear ended. Anyway, just want to keep everybody safe, keep the truck drivers moving because we're working 60, 70 hours a week and not getting paid nearly enough for this kind of crap thank y'all for keeping producing the lead and hope y'all take care.
0: Daniel from Lawrence. Howdy. I want to like a truck. Do we have a truck horn sound effect? AT? Well, I got a boat. Can a boat do, um, or uh, as a maritime podcast? Yes, but I don't want to insult Daniel. So maybe
1: (sighs) if we don't have a truck (laughs) one, let's just use like the burn. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. Right here. Right here. Okay. (laughs)
0: Uh, but thank you again, Daniel. Um, all that 80,000 pounds of American
1: muscle trying to stop on a dime. Folks, stop cutting off truckers. Stop cutting them off. I got to say, Daniel, I, I must admit I am guilty of this. But now going forward, your great little PSA here, mm-hmm. I am going to be looking for the tops of those trucks. Yeah, look for the lights, top, up top. Yeah,
0: the lights on the top of the truck to know a safe zone to cut in front of a truck. I mean, I I, I don't cut them off when we're doing like 80 but you know, if it's like that, <laughs> if it's like that stop and go traffic, and you need to get over, I'm and all, you have
1: I'm, there's the huge space. I'm yeah, always I'll looking. I'm always it. looking for it. that. Thing. <laughs> Just
0: <get over> there. <laughs> but uh, we we respect you. We appreciate what you do. Truckers do keep this economy going. Um, no doubt about that. We learned about that, especially during the pandemic. So thanks again, mm-hmm. Daniel. Thanks for listening. Um, and of course my brakes are fixed now, but I, now I think they're making a noise and I'm like, well, this is what I get. This is what I get for this is what you changing
1: get. the original brake pads on my Volkswagen Passat, which is no longer in production. Well, you had to have that Passat have the squat, right? <laughs> yeah. You just yes, had to do it. has the, has the <laughs> Carolina squat <laughs> <laughs> I've been and seeing, that's your own fault. I've been seeing some
0: aggressive Carolina squats. And I know if you guys know what we're talking about, right? It's like when the front fender is just
1: it's too Way high
0: up. up. I don't even know how you can see
1: anything besides yeah. the sky. I, I, I don't know. And Gavin, he 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 drives completely reclined and drives with his feet. We know that from the last episode. So <laughs> I have the opposite I mean, of the Carolina squat. It's like completely down. Like yeah, it's grinding so the bumper. Can see. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's crazy. And I need that especially now more than ever because of DST Daylight Savings Time. Yes, Gavin. Really, we're going to get into this, this right here. You you've had it tough. You've been running all over the place, and it sounds to me like it really caught up to you. So to it did. Explain explain to the great listeners in this little wind down <laughs> what's <laughs> happened in this little, oh, little don't wind like down. I not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I spent
0: Sunday Ground Zero Day Day Zero Zero Day. Uh, pretty much in bed mm. adjusting
1: to the time letting my body feel
0: time the um, time
1: the new time was entering the old time was leaving it's a yeah. it's a
0: process it's like uploading yeah. your ios you know it's like it's like, like bloodletting yeah it's like yeah, bloodletting
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is proven
0: to actually work but that's not Man, we all opposite. know we, we all thought, know that that works worked. look
1: at washington <laughs> okay <looked> george washington, <laughs> washington.
0: <laughs> Just get the the bad blood out, the good blood in. Um, (laughs) But it really hit me on Wednesday when I came home. Uh, You know, I I typically go to the gym in the morning. So I'm always like, now I'm up. You know, it's like 5 a.m. That's like 6 a.m. I don't know what time it's supposed to be. Uh, (laughs) But I'm doing that. I'm trying to stay fit. I'm trying to stay healthy. I'm not trying to let my circadian rhythm get me down. Uh, but mm-hmm. then on a Wednesday afternoon,
1: I come home and I'm like,
0: I'm just gonna gonna just lay on the couch and rest for a moment.
1: Let's talk about what time this, this was. Six now. o'clock. Six o'clock. The sun is up. A little. You want a whittle? whittle you want a whittle whittle nap? At, it's at like six coming o'clock. home
0: from school, and then like, I'm gonna take a little nap, and then uh-huh. I woke up
1: at eleven o'clock p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so the little nap turned into a full fledged like sleep, a slumber. <laughs> that's that's a bad that's a bad sleep. And I you said,
0: oh you know? boy, and, but the couch is so comfortable, and I was like, this is worth it. But then I'm like, oh great, I'm not gonna <laughs> sleep tonight. But then I got, I went from the couch Wrong. to my bed, and then sure enough, I, <laughs> I went to sleep. I slept through the night, and I woke up at eight. I was like, I want to keep sleeping more, but I said, I gotta go. I gotta go work. What is your
1: body for the telling you? Of
0: South Carolina, so I did. Thank I you, Gavin. I said, so they are so on my they expect me. Yeah, I mean I'm not bragging here. I'm just I'm just not even trying asking for credit. You're just, just such
1: a giver. You're a giver. The amount
0: that it weighs on me, the population of 5.3 million people on my back at all times is yes, a lot. Yes, all the time. So I said I have to go, and I did. But now I think my body has adjusted
1: because I'm sleeping normally again, but <laughs> it was a rough Wednesday. <laughs> This is what happens when you watch twenty hours of debate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went to Myrtle Beach on Monday too, and uh, we didn't have a oh, chance right. to play yeah. that and stuff. You've from Nikki everywhere. Haley,
0: we'll have it for you next week. But yeah, we drove, you know, across the state three hours one way, then drove back and got back late. So it's gross, gross, a gross. A little bit of this and that's that, a lot so. of bad
1: time in your blood that you got to yeah, get so out. Yeah, I had to let it out. <laughs> And you should I'm see good. this guy's sheets covered in blood. It's, it's a, <laughs> lot. a little a paler, but I'm coming back. The color's coming back. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Real quick before we go, I just wanna since a lot of people have been calling in and talking about hot dogs still, the, mm-hmm. the, it's got a lot of legs. I have to say that I was appalled today in uh my physical therapy when one of the physical therapists that I that isn't my physical therapist, but he's there all the time, he said that he likes mayo on his hot dogs. <gasps> and uh I almost threw up. It was disgusting. I, I was bouncing threw my on microphone. the board and I almost fell over. And um yeah, that was gross. Anyway, everyone, never, if that I, bothers you, can't you, just, you can't just leave us like that. At, we're doing it. We're it's oh, a hard out right so now. I we gotta you, go. I know,
0: but I bet you Daniel just slammed on his brakes and some poor schmuck just ran into <laughs> him. Like, oh my god!
1: Like, yeah, we'll let
9: we'll let that it's one disgusting.
2: fly.
1: <laughs> yep, we're just letting that go, people. Okay, so happy St. Patrick's Day to all that celebrate. Okay, <laughs> be careful, be safe, be out there, have a good time, eat your mayo dogs. Yeah, eat. eat Eat all that stuff. Irish food, disgusting. Eat (laughs) it, you know? (laughs) Mm. Known for their (laughs) culinary expertise, yes. Anyway, Gavin, say goodbye. Give the credits. Have a good weekend. Please sleep for 10 more hours tonight. (laughs) Sleep, sleep, yes. Keep
0: sleeping. Thank you, AT, for that lovely outro. And again, give us a shout like Daniel did, 803-563-7169. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, Keep the hopper happy and full. And again, you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like that, too. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org, where you can RSVP for our live taping April 13th at 6 p.m. at Kite Hill Brewing in Clemson. We want to see you there. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Don't forget to support your local newspapers.
1: I mean, how many states have you been in recently? You know, physically and
0: metaphysically, too many. (laughs)